got time for one more round and a six pack to go. Six pack. One six pack to go. Welcome back to Six Pack, a podcast in which a couple of old drinking buddies share some favorite tunes and a six pack of beer. We'll choose a year, spin six tunes, and down six beers. I'm Gareth, and he's Russia's greatest love machine. It's Ryan. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what? Come on. Um, this episode, we're going to be playing music from the year 1978. Uh, Russia's greatest love machine. You that, don't know the reference? No. That's, it's something to do with Putin. No. No, no. Well, what, some kind of Putin. Res yeah. Putin. I'll, I'll stick it up. Ooh, okay. I'll play it a bit later on in the yeah. show. Just okay. as a treat. But I hold yeah. that thought. Last episode, we did 78. So now we're doing 78. From 78 record to 1978. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing this one. There's um, so much to talk about. Yeah. So many good tunes. I've got some great stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yep. Just to say off the bat. Yeah. Um, the UK single sales were at an all-time high in 1978. So peaked in 78. Yeah, that okay. was it. That yep. was when they sold most records. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? So the biggest selling single at that point in time yeah. uh, was Mull of Kintyre. Oh, bloody mecca. Which is a load of bollocks. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, Wings, Mull of Kintyre. Yeah. And there was another, biggest, biggest album would have been the Grease soundtrack, wouldn't it? Grease was huge. Yeah. Um, so those things were riding high. Yeah. Pony M were riding high, mm. and we'll talk about them in a little in a bit. Speaking of Rasputin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, we're going to drink some beers. What are these beers? Yeah. So, Gareth, we've got Banks Brewing Night Moose Oat Stout. This one's 5.4%. Let me reel you this off, Gareth. Slick, smooth, and a robust oat-filled stout. Forget the big, bold stouts of years past. This is simply a damn tasty, everyday stout. Ooh. That's uh, got a bit of punch to it. That's from seafood, isn't it? Though we've had um, this brewery before, Banks, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's definitely a chocolatey side of things. Thanks, of course, to our sponsors, Bintani, Bintani Supply, Hops Bolton, yeast to the beer industry. Make Bintani your partner in taste and quality. Thanks again to Bintani. Should we talk about what was going on in '78? Yeah, there's loads of stuff going on in '78. What have you got? Sex Pistols to in America for the first time and split up. Yeah, right. And split up. So that was kind of the end of them, really. They hated that US tour, John Lydon did. Yep. Uh, it's a bit American, but Ben & Jerry's opened its first ice cream shop. Okay. What, what have you got? There was the first test tube baby in the yeah, UK. Right. Yeah, right. What was his name or her it was name? It her name. I can't remember, yeah. actually, but um, that was a big thing at the time. Uh, other big things in the news, there were three popes that year. Ooh, Two yeah. of them died. Yeah, right. And that's when we got uh, the final Pope of the year was- uh, The Polish guy. John Paul. Ratzenberger or no, whatever. No, no, John no. John Paul II. Oh, wasn't that Ratzenberger? Or nah, no. he's, the, he's the German one. Oh, okay. Um, if I said to you which cat made his debut in the uh, newspaper comic strips, you'd know who that is. That Garfield, That is it? Garfield. Yeah, yeah. So a few of those things were coming in popular culture. What was, was Garfield's favourite food? Oh, I don't know, lasagna? Yes, it? correct. There you go. Before you play your first yeah. tune, I want to start off with a, an amazing little- Story here, okay. Amazing connection. Yep. So, big films of the year. So yeah. it was like Greece, the, the Greece. Obviously, yep. that was massive. Yeah. But the Whiz came out. Oh, as yeah, well. Michael, Jackson, Michael and, um, Jackson. Yeah. Which had um, it's a pretty terrible movie. It was, it was terrible. Like, it was like a black exploitation version of the Wizard of Oz. Exactly. So Diana Ross was yep. Dorothy. Michael yep. Jackson was in there as the uh, yep. the Kitty Fiddler. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's the first time he worked with Quincy Jones. So from then onwards, they worked together. Oh, so. that's how we met Quincy, was yeah. it? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> but there's a connection here. So yeah. it was 
Made on Motown films. So oh, who, who okay. set up Motown? Uh, Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy. Yeah. Who was the president of the United States in 1978? Carter. What's the connection between the two? Uh, they're both from Philadelphia. Mm, is that right? I don't no, know. I, just, I, I might have just made that up. No, okay. God get, knows. Get I don't this, know. Get this, yeah. right? Jimmy Carter's mother yeah. was a Gordy. Oh, really? Yeah. But Jimmy Carter's great-grandfather yeah. raped oh. the slave that he owned. What? Right? Yeah. And they had a kid, and that kid was Barry Gordy's grandmother. So Barry Gordy's grandmother... Was the child of Jimmy Carter? Where are you finding this guy? There's a family tree, a fascinating. That's a known fact. It's that's, a fascinating. That's not family a conspiracy tree. theory. No, no. So this is the family tree. So they shared. My mind's blown. They shared great grandparents. Jimmy Carter the and second, Barry. Yeah, oh second cousins. God. So Barry Gordy's family tree is quite fascinating. Jesus Christ! I'm <laughs> just trying to process it. There's Go some on. weird little things in his family tree. So yeah. yeah. So they. He obviously came from slave stock, and then yeah. and Carter's. Um, great grandfather was a, um, a slave owner. Yeah. So they had a kid together. Barry Gordy also, um, he's got, he came from a big, big family, lots of brothers and sisters and mm. stuff. And then lots of them ended up working in Motown or having relationships with people within the Motown yeah. family. Did you know about that? I didn't, but it's obvious that that would happen. Isn't yeah. It? So yeah. Barry Gordy himself, as well yeah. as being married, had a kid with Diana Ross. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> the love child. Oh, yeah, um, right. Yeah. And uh, Marvin Gaye yeah. was married to Barry Gordy's sister. Okay. Right. Yeah. They had a kid. They told the world they'd had a kid together. Yeah. But actually the kid was Barry Gordy's... Uh, sorry. The, <laughs> this gets complicated. Marvin Gaye's wife's brother's daughter. Marvin Gaye had had it off with his missus's niece. <laughs> I'm losing track and here. So but- am I, so am yeah. I. And they pretended that it was the wife's kid. So that, he, that was pretty common back then, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, be like a teenager would get yeah, teenager, pregnant at 15 and the mum would take care of it. He, so fuck, it he fucked her niece and she was going, oh, I'll pretend it's my baby. So she faked this pregnancy Jesus. And the, the kid grew up thinking that Marvin Gaye and her, she was the, the mother, but it wasn't actually, it was her auntie. Anyway, fascinating Barry Gordy family tree there. Jesus Christ, where do we go from there? I don't know. Let's play a first tune. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I wish I had a, um, a good Motown song to play, but I don't. No. Because there were so many different things going on around that time around the world. Yeah. Um, so many different scenes going on. What country are you going to go to? Oh, if I tell you. It might be a bit too obvious, so I might just just play it, but this is a cracker to get us started. Jeans are young and so in touch She 
Zach Gareth, that is, of course, the Saints out of Brisbane mm. with Know Your Product. Off their second record, I think, wasn't it? Once they, because they start putting the horns and stuff on it. There, yeah. Which is and like- funnily enough, I was going to say to you, we mentioned the gobble pipe in the 30s episode. There was a gobble pipe <laughs> on that was. one, also known as the saxophone. Which is kind of going outside of what a lot of that punk stuff was yeah. doing there. Like you, would, you wouldn't great. get the Sex Pistols or the Ramones getting a brass section no. on there. No, that's would great. They? So and Know Your Product, I love it. I'm glad yeah, and that. Gareth, funnily... Um, Ed Cooper was in them. He still plays around. Yeah. And Chris Bailey, who died. He died. died recently. Yeah. So. An unlikely kind of front person, wasn't he? He was like- um, Yeah. A bit chubby, longer hair than you'd yeah. expect. And that I think he was time. English as well, but like everyone back then, they'd come from England come or whatever. Here, yeah. Could be and wrong there. Yeah, I think you're right. Or Irish, maybe, actually. Oh, yeah, it was the yeah, Irish. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think sort of set the path for stuff like Marky Smith, I think. If you, I can hear a lot of Marky Smith yeah, in what okay. he does. Vocal-wise. And so. I'm just reading, Gareth, that it was actually recorded in London. Did you yeah, know right. that? Well, they, they went to London to try and make I thought it, it I thought it was recorded. I thought they'd, like, recorded in the back room in Brisbane, but no. Not that stuff. I, yeah. So oh, I'm, yeah, of course. They, I'm, I'm Stranded, stranded I'm was. Stranded was uh, oh, yeah, yeah, bloody, of and course. Then, and then they kind of made their name. And that was a couple of years ago. So that Yeah, was yeah, yeah. Yeah, love it. Excellent. Good start to mm. get 78 going. And there's so many scenes, like, you know, when you're talking about Motown, there's disco. New, new wave, wave, new wave yeah. stuff coming through as well. You know, some of the biggest bands. Yeah, I might, I might of, have a new wave one. Yeah, up well, the the, sort of the things that were peaking at that time were things like, I mean, Blondie, The Police, Elvis Costello, The Jam. Yeah. They were kind of poking their way through a little bit more. Uh, I'm they? sure if you looked at the top ten like singles charts in 1978, there would have been some pretty cracking tunes in there, don't you mm. think? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about a few people that died. Yep. Okay, so. Nancy Spungen was stabbed. Yeah. That was sort of later in the year. Sid and Nancy. Sid and Nancy. So Sid died in 79, but he was, uh, it was probably him, you know. (laughs) She was stabbed and he woke up and found her. Yeah. In the bathroom, stabbed, and he he said he couldn't recall anything, which uh, the state he was in at that point in time, that's not surprising. But have you seen that interview with Sid and Nancy on the bed? No. Oh, it's John it's, and Yoko style in the well. They've just the been interviewed in an, in a, an apartment in. No. I think they're in New York when it's yeah. And um, Sid just keeps nodding off all the time and can't mm. sort of string a sentence together. And she keeps hitting him, going, "Ah, oh, Sid, wake up, oh, Sid!" Oh God, yeah, right. And she's, uh, I would have stabbed her then. Awful. <laughs> she was a hard don't, work. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, um, and a few interviews with 
with Sid around there and just sort of saying how he wants to die and stuff. Oh, and it's like, it just came true very soon after that. So other people that died, of course, we've mentioned this death before, but we can talk about it in a bit, a bit more detail now. But Keith Moon died in 1978. Yeah, right. He drowned in the in the roller, didn't he? Didn't he? No, no. No. Didn't he try, drive his Rolls Royce into a pool? No, you're thinking of... Uh, Who's that? Brian Jones, I think, maybe. No, I'm sure Keith did as well. No, he didn't. That's not how he died. How did, how did Keith Remember, die? Remember, we've, spo- we've spoken about this before. Yeah. He died in the I've same... Read, I've read his autobiography <laughs> as well, and I still can't remember. His autobiography? Did he write sorry, that? Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> his biography. Um, so he died in the same room as... Oh, um, Mama Cass, remember? yeah, of so course. Okay. When we talked about this story before, yep. I said it was yep. a, the same hotel room. It wasn't a hotel room. Yeah. It was an apartment that he was living in. Okay. That was owned by... Yeah. Harry Nilsson. Okay. So Harry Nilsson owned that apartment, and Mama yep. Cass had been staying there uh, previously, and she died there. But he died um, that evening. He'd been what out. Did, he what actually, did he die of? OD. He OD'd on anti-alcohol drugs. Oh, God. So he'd been given this stuff to, to keep him off the grog. Yeah. And he just kept taking them all night. So he'd been out, him and his girlfriend at the time. They'd actually been out to a party to celebrate the opening of the Buddy Holly story film. Oh. Which came out that year. Not the... Gary Boosie or whatever his name is. Yeah, what year is that from? 78. Oh, that's from 78. Yeah, so he'd been out there. And he'd been out with, I think, um, McCartney was there. Yeah, right. He was out with Kenny Jones, who ironically replaced him in The Who shortly after that. Yeah, faces, drumming. But he'd been staying off the booze and taking these um, anti-alcohol pills. Yeah. And he took 26 of them. I think he thought the more he took, the more they would keep him off the booze. But he, um, yeah, he just didn't wake up. When was... um that who's better, who's next? Because have you seen him in the film clip of that? I think that's around that time. He's yeah. gone from a young mod to he just looks like a yeah. trashed. He, um, you, you see him at the end. He was 32. He's 32. He's 32 and he looked about 55 he, or something. He really he? did. He didn't look it? good at the end, but, yeah. he, but he was trying to stay off the booze. I, um, I'm just kidding. I, I have read his biography and he, he I'm not sure he was the nicest bloke around. Some of the things he used to do, he used to dress up as... Hitler, right, and jump out and scare people <laughs> around London. And also there's, um, do you know who Norman Gunston is? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's famous footage of him He's trying to. Aussie. Uh, Aussie. He was yeah. like Ali G in the yeah. 70s, yeah, yeah. right, Aussie. a comedian playing a reporter. Yeah. Have you seen the footage of him trying to interview Keith Moon? Mm-hmm. I think Keith Moon pours a beer over his head. Can we have a quick look at it on YouTube? Yeah, right. Maybe you need this. Oh, I don't know. No, I don't drink. <laughs> I don't drink. You Australian slag. Piss off. Can't you stop paying the fortune going to your head, Mr Moon? It was Mr Keith Moon, the fabulous drummer from the top pop group, The Who. I think he's been sitting in front of amplifiers too long. <laughs> Whoa. When I said I'm not sure he was the nicest bloke of all time. Oh, he was playing up to a bit. No, I, I don't no, know. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I think he was just a like a wow. out of his mind, um, yeah. you know, well, nutcase. Uh, Roger Daltrey thought that, that perhaps he was faking the, his death and he would jump out from the coffin because he was always, always playing <laughs> oh, tricks. Oh, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I was saying. He used to jump out yeah, from places. He, was, yeah. he wouldn't have been surprised if he jumped out of the coffin. Anyway, poor old Keith Moon, eh? Yeah. Died at 32. So Spongin died, Keith Moon died, and then uh, 918 people 
Oh, stop. You're not going to bring up a tragedy, Jonestown. Gareth. Oh, yeah. The no, let's Jonestown talk massacre. about, jo- let's talk okay, about the Jonestown on. massacre. It yeah. is fascinating. Yeah. So Jim Jones set up this cult yeah. in the U. It's where the Brian Jonestown massacre get their name of from. Of course, yeah. So he set this cult up in the US. Yeah. Do you know much about it? Do you know the, what the background oh, of it? Oh, a little bit. He was a cult leader and everyone killed themselves. Yeah. So he was in the US first of all, and then he convinced yeah. them that they should all move to this town yeah. in Guyana, Guyana mm. in um, South America, mm. set up called Jonestown. The hundreds of them there, you know, hundreds. So he moved there in 1977. The reason he convinced them to move there is he'd had a premonition. So he kind of had this, obviously, this God delusion that he was some kind of mm. um, prophet or something. He said that he'd had a dream and a premonition that... Um, North America be wiped out in a nuclear war and mm. they should all move to South America with him. He yeah. was very pro-communist, socialist kind of, social justice kind of thing. Yeah. But he convinced these, all these people to move to South and, America. And kill themselves. How do you, and kill themselves. How do, you, so, how do you do that? They drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, Quite do literally. you think he That's was... That's where it comes from, that, that saying, you know? I wonder, yeah, you still get cults, don't you? Like, it must be harder to be a cult leader these days. Than back in the glory days. Could they fool you? Could you join a cult? No. Why? <laughs> I reckon you've got to be a bit of a fucking simpleton to join a cult, don't you reckon? You, you, of course, but you reckon, then, the, the, yeah. But how do so many people do this? Yeah, but it, this, it'd be people with things missing in their life trying yeah. to, you know. So, yeah, 918 of them drunk the Kool Aid, as it were. So, he poisoned, mm. poisoned a whole load of um, fruit drink. Yeah. Is that where drinking the Kool-Aid comes yeah. from? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, he put cyanide in it. Oh, and God. convinced them to go. And, uh, there's actually a tape recording of, yeah. of his final kind of speech to them to try and get them to do it. And he, I had a little listen to Ooh. it today. I couldn't listen to much no. of it. Yeah. Just going, oh, everyone should go and drink the, the vat of green tea over there that's yeah. filled with cyanide. So that included like 300 kids and stuff as well. Oh, it's absolutely horrible. brutal. They didn't all die. There were some survivors. Right. And some of the people that survived were the Jonestown basketball team. Yeah, right. Who were playing an away game that day. So <laughs> they weren't there when Lucky the mass them. suicide took place. Jesus. And they came back and all that. Was, How yeah. big was the community? Well, 918 died. Must so been, it must have been, must have been a shit basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you could have made the basketball team, I reckon. Oh, well, I wish I had been in the basketball yeah. team that day. Well, yeah. Hmm. There you go. Do you, reckon, do you reckon they were playing a um, another cult? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Moonies versus the yeah the Jonestowners. They were playing. Wow. They're, they're playing the uh, you know Maharishi <laughs> cult. <laughs> <laughs> that's the league. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So that's the murders and deaths. Shall I play us a tune? Yeah, go on. Play us a tune. I play us a tune. So. Yeah. I, I could go a few different places. Yeah. Uh, what shall I do is my first one. Let's you, got go. a, you got a country to give us? Um, let's go to the UK. Yeah. Uh, we've already mentioned this guy already, but this is what he um, ended up doing later in the year. Beer yeah, number two. two. Song two. Deep 
was uh, John Light and Johnny Rotten. Yeah. Public Image Limited, but the song was called Public Image. So that was their debut record. Yeah. Where he was trying to get rid of the 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 Johnny Rotten. Um, image really so that was his public image before and he's trying to rewrite himself saying goodbye to all that stuff quit the pistols in new york and this is him sort of playing with another bunch of mates yeah more right. along the lines of the stuff that he was he said he was into so i've only uh, just put together is that why they were called public image limited yeah i've only just got that after yeah. all these years yeah. yeah so he um he was really into sort of dub stuff as a lot of the yeah. punks were then so they you know into the reggae and the dub stuff he formed Public Image Limited with Joel Wobble. Do you know who Joel oh, Wobble is? Oh, I know the name. Who's who's that? So he's more famous for going on to do sort of more dub and yeah, world okay. music at, and stuff at, like at that. Yeah, at Dreddy's, didn't he? And no, he no? didn't. No, no. Oh, okay. He was one of the, the four Johns that used to hang out together Yeah, and the, in that punk scene. So it was John Lydon, Johnny yeah. Rotten. Yeah. Sid Vicious, his name was John. Oh, I didn't know that. It was Simon, but they called him John. Yeah. And there was another John and John Wardle who went by the name of Joel Wobble because when oh, okay. when Sid was pissed, he couldn't pronounce his name properly. Joel, Joel Wardle, yeah, Joel, right. Joel Wobble, it became Joel Wobble. So he was yeah. the, the bass player and he was a real dubby kind of bass player. Yeah. I actually ended up working with him once in the studio oh, yeah. on a record when I was just starting out assisting. Yeah. And he'd given up the booze at this point in time because he was a notorious kind of drinking drugs and gave it yeah. up, cleaned himself up and... I was in the studio with him, and he drank shit loads of cups of tea all the time. Yeah, I was an assistant, so it was my job to make him the tea. Are oh, you time. actually you actually made the tea when you started? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah as right. an assistant, that's some, one of the things you do. You know, you put mm. the microphones up, but you also make the tea. Yeah. And I found out that it, a part of his sort of therapy for getting over the drink yeah. was he would drink his own piss. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> that's what someone told me. Anyway, I've tried to Google this today to see if there's any any. Any evidence out there about it? And I couldn't. Are you find sure that's anything. not an old, you know? I think he was Mark Harmon. No, I think he drank his own piss. I think it was part of his thing, which is probably all that, those cups of tea that I was making for him. But um, why would you drink your own piss? I don't know. When I was trying to find this information today, I came yeah. across um, something about Brian Eno drinking his own piss as well, <laughs> and they worked together. Funnily enough, surely. So, Joe Wobble and here's a, here's a question for you. If you're in the desert, should you drink your own piss? Uh, you can, but not too many times. You know what I mean? It's- <laughs> Obviously you can, but is it going to do you any good is my question. Good yeah. for a short amount of time. It's rehydr- rehydrate you somewhat, but he left um, public image after a little while. Yeah. He couldn't handle being around. So Keith Levine was the guitarist who was okay. a massive junkie. He died last year, actually. Um, and John... Leiden, obviously a nut yeah. job. So he he had enough yeah. of it after a while, and he quit the music business for a short period of time, and he actually went to work for the London Underground. Oh God! <laughs> and he talks about this point um, where he thought, "What the hell am I doing with myself?" And he was in yeah. London Underground, and he got an, on the announcement, um, yeah. what do you call it, the the public announcement thing, and started shouting, "I used to be somebody! I used to be somebody!" And wow. that's when he got back into the music industry. Who knows whether that's just his yeah, story? Right. But, okay, that's uh, Jar Wobble. And Public Image Limited. There you go. All right. So we've spoken a little bit about some of the films. So we talked about The Wiz and Grease, which was obviously huge, but there was yeah. some TV stuff yeah, that came yeah. out as well. And I'm going to give you a little quiz. A quiz, you say, Gareth. Okay. So 1978 yeah. was the debut for many TV shows. Yeah. And I reckon a high proportion of them had excellent theme tunes. So I'm oh. going to do you a bit of a quiz 
And yeah. you're going to... Um, it was almost the um, the sort of golden period of TV theme songs, Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to give you a quiz rather than yeah. just talking about it. I'm going to nail the American one. There's a few Brit ones in here where you won't know, but okay. they've got good theme tunes, so yeah. I think they're worth playing anyway. This debuted in 1978. So how old were you in 78? Uh, one. <laughs> right, one. So I would remember all these tunes yeah. from back in the day. So, what's so that? you don't know that. Nah. So it's an American show. I, I recognise it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the big soaps that came out that year. Oh, Dallas. Glamorous. Isn't... Dallas. That's yeah. Dallas. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Off to a bad start. Yeah. <laughs> See if you get this one. The following program contains naughty bits. But before each naughty bit comes on the screen, you'll hear this warning sound. <laughs> Got that one. The Kenny Everett Show. Kenny Everett Video Show. Yeah. Debuted on uh, uh, ITV. When I, when I heard an English pervert's voice, <laughs> I immediately knew what was going on. Yeah. This is the closing theme tune, this one. Yeah. And it's usually quite sad at the end. So okay. uh, as he walks off into the distance, see if you know this one. Had shades of uh, reminded me in Neighbours when um, Madge lost Harold at the sea. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Well, that was the Incredible Hulk. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So the end of the Incredible Hulk, they'd have this sort of sad thing where because uh-huh. he'd have to wander from town to town. Yeah. So he's off to have another adventure in a different place. So that I was t- what he he, you know, what was his name? Yeah. Bruce. Well, he just roamed towns. Well, he occasionally, did. Well, in the show, he did. And occasionally, he just burst when he said, out. Don't into, make me angry when you, you know, yeah, wow. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry, all that stuff. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno played. The, oh, yeah, he's a bodybuilder, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, he's in Pumping Iron with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. That was the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. yeah Lou okay. Ferrigno's in there. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's bullied by Arnie in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's the Incredible Hulk. What else have I got for you? I know that one, Grange Hill. Grange Hill. That started yep. in 78, and I love that. Yeah. That's so good. And what a theme tune. That's the best theme tune ever. Yeah. Nanu, nanu. Of course, one of the many spin-offs from Happy Days, mm. Mork and Mindy. I didn't get it till Shazbat. 
He said, set. no, 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 at the beginning. He didn't oh, did miss he? That, yeah. I missed that. He missed that. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Mendy, yeah. So yeah he, he, here's one for you. Name some more spin-offs from Happy Day. Uh, Cheech and Chong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Laverne and Shirley, when Joni loves Chachi. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't know that one? Don't know that one. Yeah, it was very British. Yeah. It was written by Carla Lane, who did bread later on. It's called, oh, okay. it's called Butterflies. Oh, I've heard of that, actually. Yeah, Again, it's a bit before my time. I remember right. bread. Yeah. You know uh, how, how I'm fond of saying greetings? Yeah. I get that from Joey <laughs> from course. Bread. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That theme tune is written by Dolly Parton, so she did the original. Oh, yeah. Love is like a butterfly. Hey, hey was, she, um, was she from Liverpool? Carla yeah, Lane. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's Butterflies. Yeah. So some of these you may not know, but this, okay. these, any Brits listening to this, they will know this straight yeah. away. Debuted in 1978, Ski Sunday, which was huge in the UK for some reason. Wait. It, Sunday afternoons, they oh, chose skiing. The, oh, Ski Sunday. So it's, yeah, it's not a TV show. It's like it was a, a TV show. Oh, okay. Sports, Sports show, about, show about skiing. Yeah. Brilliant music. That's one oh, of the best. Yeah. Amazing. Another one for the Brits, I think you might not know this, is a British sci fi that came out in 78. I won't get that one, but I just played nah, it because it's a great that? thing. That's called Blake Seven, which okay. is a, like a sci-fi. I think I've heard of that. that. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was pretty good. Monkey Magic. Monkey Magic. Yeah. Monkey Magic is not as big in the UK as it is here. Everyone who's my age from Australia yeah. loves Monkey for some reason. Maybe not your era. No, 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 my era. Do you watch yeah. it as well? Uh, I didn't, but um, it was on uh, ABC at like four o'clock. Yeah. yeah, and then the goodies and all that shit as well. Yes, it, it yeah. very much in that. Almost there. <laughs> now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you? We know that was Webster. <laughs> How many amazing theme tunes were yeah. there? Yeah. So that was yeah. obviously different strokes. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it just the golden era? All right. Who's I'm, who's going to play a tune? We've got, uh, uh, must be me. We've got one coming up. Yeah. We've played two sort of punky ones so far. Are you going to go somewhere different? No, I'm sticking on the theme, Gareth. Oh, okay. Um, we're going New Wave. We're going London. Yeah, number three. Song three. 
that one instantly gareth oh, tell us, tell us who it was that's the only ones another girl another planet yeah and they're from london and you know it's a parrot is that the singer isn't it i'm not sure but i am just googling here i didn't know it's another song about drugs it is i he didn't was junkie. Yeah. i did not know that smackhead being being on another planet is yeah. about being mm-hmm. you know stoned out of your brain mm. a bit like the lars there mm. she goes yeah definitely yeah. that one i thought it was like a, a love song <laughs> you think so? Well, I actually bought their album off the yeah. back of that song, and unfortunately, that that's kind we're, of the standout. Back, back in the day, not back in the day. I was right. seven. So well, but was that a hit? Was that a hit? Or was that I think underground, so. underground? Underground so, hit. It's definitely yeah. become a sort of hit since. Yes, if you know yeah, what I mean. It's, cool it's, it's one of those standout cool songs. Song. I love yeah. it. You know that and uh, Teenage Kicks came out. Yes, the same it's year very, as well. very, very much of, in the same vein, isn't it? Yeah, if someone's doing a compilation album of those, it's kind of like punk bands you could play. You know yeah, I mean? okay. It suddenly started getting better. You could do a great compilation of 78. Yeah. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, amazing. That's such a good one. I'm glad you played that. Hey, when you were talking about TV, Gareth, you should have played the theme song to Taxi. That made its oh, debut as well. Did it really? Yeah. Tony oh, Danzer. such a good, good theme tune. Can we have a little bit of it? Yeah, let's do it. Good. Danny DeVito, yeah. Andy Kaufman. What are your thoughts on Andy Kaufman? I actually started watching that, um, you know. The, the, the Jim Carrey thing. Well, the, Jim Carrey did the movie about him. Yeah. But then there's the behind the scenes where Jim Carrey is living as Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah, wow. Full time. Like method, method acting. Full, it's too much. Yeah, okay. He thinks he's Andy Kaufman, but he's not. He's Jim, he's Jim Carrey being a nut job. But, um yeah, just out there. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Before he was on that, he was in a uh, comedy show with um, Michael Richards, who was Kramer from oh, Seinfeld. Was he? Yeah. Okay. It was like a sort of sketch comedy thing. And it's like, it's really out there. Pop trivia quiz for you. What was the next sitcom that the creators of Taxi did? Ooh. Were they involved with Cheers? They created Cheers. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I think it was Two Brothers. Yeah, right. And speaking of more TV, Gareth, the Blues Brothers made their debut on Saturday Night Live. Is that where it came from initially, was yeah. it? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Law Michaels. Let's track a little bit about movies, but um, Roman Polanski went on the run. Do you know oh, much yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah. He um, r- drugged and raped a 13-year-old. A yeah. yeah. And he was supposed to be tried, tried for it. and uh, He went to Poland, didn't he? For France. So he's, he's French-Polish and he... Yeah, he's in exile and has been ever since. He's still there. Still making films. Still won yeah. an Academy Award, even though he was uh, 
Yeah. You know, in exile. And he was quoted in an interview as, as saying, oh, the judges who want to try me, well, they all want to just have sex with little girls as well. Who doesn't kind of thing? It's like, what? Jesus. So he's clearly not remorseful in any way about it. No. How old would he be? Well, he's getting on a bit. Obviously, he was the um, partner of Sharon Tate, who got murdered by the Manson family, which was a cult of some sorts. They wouldn't have had a very good basketball team. But um, <laughs> hey, You know who also wouldn't have had a very good basketball team? The cast of Different Strokes. But anyway. <laughs> and Taxi. And Danny Taxi. DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. You better give us a, a bloody uh, is tune. Is my turn for a tune? Yeah. Okay. Actually, this is a British hit, but it's yeah. not. It's an, actually a Jamaican um, duo. This was a number one hit in the UK. Mm-hmm. That's Althea and Donna. I know the song. I, yeah, I haven't got a clue who it was. It was a hit. So that's from were, 78. Yeah. So you said it was a, number one. Yeah. 
Um, were they? I'm guessing they were really young, and they like, were a couple yeah. of teenage girls from Jamaica. They're the youngest female duo to have a number one in the UK. Yeah, right. I don't know what this means, but apparently, it was accidentally played by John Peel, and it became yeah. a hit because of that. I don't know what yeah, that right. means. How can you accidentally play something? You probably yeah. played the wrong record, as he usually does. The punk scene was kind of uh, mm. popularizing a lot of that reggae stuff as well. Yeah. Like the Clash and stuff like that, and so the Clash they played uh, the first Rock Against Racism, yeah, okay, thing which started in 1978, yeah, because there was all that National Front shit going down mm. in the UK. Mm. So there's that kind of anti-Nazi league kind of. I saw one of them at Finsbury Park in like 2007 or something, and uh, I think the Clash were playing at it. All the remaining members, oh and yeah, Jerry Dammers got up and gave a speech. Oh wow, okay, yeah. One of the reasons that they said that this they started this because a couple of years earlier, Eric Clapton, drunk on stage, had said Enoch was right. We should send e- them all back. Enoch Powell. Enoch Powell. Yeah. Which is the rivers of blood and that you know, yeah. Britain for the white kind of thing. Yeah. yeah Clapton yeah. said that on stage. That yeah. <laughs> what an asshole. He's got a so, bit of form. <laughs> old slow hand, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. And ironically, that yeah. was when he was having hits with bloody Bob Marley. I shot the and, sheriff and playing the blues. Yeah. Jesus. So there's that strong punk and reggae connection, which is kind of why I played that tune, really, just to highlight some of that. I've got another fact for you, Gareth. It's not really a fact. It's a very obvious one. Who taught us when to fold them? Or should I say fold apostrophe them? You've got to know when to fold them. Yeah. Do you want the original version or do you want the one that was a hit? Not the Johnny Cash version. Johnny Cash was the same year, though. Yeah. They were both it was same the same year. Yeah. yeah. Funny that, isn't it? Okay. We all know the Kenny Rogers version. Should we have a little play of the Johnny Cash one? Yeah, why not? The Gambler by Johnny Cash. Because every gambler knows that the secret to survival is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. And every hand's a winner, just like every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. You don't ever count your money While you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing is done You gotta know when the holder Obviously the yeah. Johnny Cash version and of The Gambler Obviously, I, I didn't know that came out in 78 yeah. and, and, you know, Johnny Cash had so many hits He didn't give a shit about that one and Do you reckon, I reckon Kenny Rogers is a bit of a chancer? Yeah, I think he got Like anyone, I suppose, you have a few lucky breaks but, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see him, like Kenny's gone now, but did you see him before he went? He had all the plastic surgery. I was say that. He looked like a <laughs> fucking freak, man. Burt Reynolds was the same. They had their face stretched like a over a bongo drum. <laughs> <laughs> like he just he looked. He just didn't look like Kenny Rogers. No. And there was a kind of a final goodbye Kenny kind of yeah. concert where they sort of bring him out. I think he must have been on his last legs or something. Mm. He just mm. could not recognize him. I mean, I know Dolly's gone a bit that Dolly's way. Dolly's done it as of, well, but, but like, God, why would, yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Well, he's a gambler. He's a gambler. I think he should have known <laughs> he when to fold his um, skin flaps <laughs> out of his face. Oh, dear me. Yeah. So I might do you some other sounds of the year, see if you yeah, can recognize this. Boom, 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 boom. Wait, boom, boom, boom. Boom, uh, hold, boom, hold on, you're, boom, you're going Bobby McFerrin. 
Boom, that's Space boom, Invaders. Boom, Space Invaders came yeah. out first time. You're doing impressions now. <laughs> on the, um, I'm going to do like, another one. This this yeah. game came out as well. Yeah. Are you going to dub in normal sounds? <laughs> no, I'm going to do this. No, okay, go on. Um, boop. Boop. Tetris. No, sorry. Um, pong. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, 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 boop. What the hell? Boop, 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 boop. Oh, I got it wrong. Simon. Did you ever play Simon? I have no idea what you're talking about. That round game where you had the four different colours on it and you had to remember the sequence and build up the sequence. Never heard of it. It's good brain training. It's clearly, it's called, clearly it's called, what you didn't do that. You didn't have called, that. called Simon. Simon. Yeah. It was Never like heard a, of no? that. Well, no? right, I'll do one more impression of something that, was, yeah. that came out this year. Can you do Donkey Kong? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a film thing you should recognise. Prisoner. <laughs> close he, Encounters. He used to give me roses, Prisoner. No, close, no? Encou- close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, I didn't get on. Oh, nah, okay. too, well, I'm my, too young for that. My talents are wasted. Yeah. Man. All right, no more impressions. Yeah, Gareth is available for corporate <laughs> gigs, by the way. No you, more uh, impressions. Yeah. Um, new words in the dictionary. Yep. Stockholm Syndrome is in Ooh, there yeah. for the first time. Okay. Do you know where that came from, that term? You obviously know what it means. Yeah, like uh, didn't someone rob a bank in Sweden? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you knew where it came from. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. where it came from until. Yeah. So that, that was early 70s that happened, and then obviously yeah. the syndrome didn't pop up until a few years later in, in 78. There you go, yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. And the term platinum record came out for the first time as well. Oh, yeah, that's different in Australia, England, and America. I think here it means like 100,000. In America, it means 500,000 or something. I think a million in the UK, I think. A million, so. Obviously, yeah. there was, as I said before, there lots of records were selling. Yeah. Very high numbers that around about that. God, then, so. some, someone was making some money, weren't mm. they? Bloody hell. And the Argentinian World Cup was happening. That's right. Who did they leave out of the squad in that year, 1978? Maradona? Yep. He was, really? uh, yeah, he was, I think he was. He was 12 years old. No, no, I think, I think he was 16. <laughs> was he? And he'd been capped and they left oh. him out oh, and, and they won it anyway. Yeah. On home soil. Wasn't it a bit dodgy? Wasn't there a bit of money changing hands and stuff and that? Oh, I haven't heard that before. I heard it was the most corrupt World Cup, that one, for some reason. I don't know what it means, whether they. Well, it's in South America. (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, team signed two players from that 1978 World Cup winning squad? You're a Tottenham fan, so clearly it must be. Aussie Ideales and the other one. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky, yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. out to um, Dave Peacock from Chess and Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I have to mention the football? <laughs> All right. Okay. So you're going to play some also rounds before your mm. final tune. All right. Okay, Gareth, I've got a couple of British classics that came out in 1978. This one from Manchester. Buzzcocks. And of course, who can forget? Um, <laughs> I can't think You've forgotten. <laughs> who can forget you? You. No, I'm trying to say about him. Um, 
The finest coming out of Kilburn. Massive hit, this one. In the deserts of Sudan And the gardens of Japan From Milan to Yucatan Every woman's every man your rhythm stick Hit me, hit me Schütter doch, ich liebe dich Hit me, hit me, hit me Hit me with your rhythm stick Hit me slowly Hit me quick Hit me, hit me Hit me Podcast favourite, that Crazy one? Crazy song. Of course, we spoke to Baxter Jury. Yeah, Ian Jury's son, Baxter Jury, who's a uh, artist in his own right. Yeah. And... Um, Yes, he talked about growing up with Ian Jury as his dad. Fascinating. I better jump out of genres. Let's go a bit um, disco-y. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure when you wake up, you put this one on, on to pump you up in the morning. <laughs> God. Do you know what? Then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong And I grew strong And I learned how to get along And so you're back from out of space I just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face I should have changed that stupid lock I should have made you leave your key Again, your neighbours are getting very confused. Do you uh, put that on before it, you go to work? It got me through my divorce, that one. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me, you've, have you seen Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? I have, vaguely. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. the main song in that. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty funny. But that's an amazing, but, amazing tune. Actually. Oh, it's incredible. Amazing. Like, the lyrics are about, like, take out all the disco camp crapness. Yeah, like, it's, it's about a breakup. And, yeah. But amazing. I'm going to give you... Um, my last tune, and yeah. if we could go to the antithesis of I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. Okay. I feel like we got, we're going to go some hard rock. Oh, yeah. And some bloody hard rock. Oh, yeah. And some bloody hard Aussie rock. You ready? Yeah, number five. Song five.
I think you know who that was. That's Gary Anderson and his yes. band Rose Tattoo. That's pretty bloody good, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the rocking kind of slide guitar and stuff like that. It's pretty um, yeah. definitely in the. And I was funnily enough, I was going to make it after we just playing Gloria Gaynor. I was going to make a joke <laughs> to you going like, imagine they had to put that as the theme to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> but funnily enough, it's like it's a good enough song that it like you know. Yeah. And we spoke to um, Gary Angry Anderson. Gary Angry. So if you were going to have uh, an emotion as your yeah. um, nickname, what would it be? Like he's Angry Anderson. What would you be? Ooh. Good one. Angry Anderson. Nonplussed. Nonplussed yeah. Mary. Yeah. Nonplussed. Yeah, what, what about you? Chirpy? Nah, you're not chirpy. What about that? Cheeky. Cheeky. Cheeky pardon. Cheeky pardon. Okay, I'll have that. Hey, if you look at the film one. clip on that on YouTube, it's a cracker. It's Australia 1978. Yeah, right. And it's, yeah, just jump on YouTube, have a look. Remember he played an Elvis song? He's channeling Elvis. I reckon he, he wanted yeah, right. to be Elvis. Yeah. We've crammed a lot into this one. Mm. And I think um, I'll just finish off with some also rounds. I've got mm. a long list of them, but I probably won't play them We all. could do 78 again. We, we could do yeah. 78 a number of times. but uh, One let, of the great years. Let's just jump back to the intro that I gave you and yeah. let's just play a little bit of this one. Russia's greatest love machine, Rasputin. Yeah, the band were um, German, weren't they? Well, there's a lot to say about yep. Pony M. And they were a right. manufactured band, right, yeah. Pony M. Named after. Yeah. Do you know the Australian TV detective show, Boney? No. From the early 70s. There was what? a show called Boney. How do I not know that? I don't know. It's from the early 70s. Yeah. So the creator of Boney M yeah. needed a name for his project. He was watching that and thought, oh, Boney, that's a good name. You're call kidding it Boney me. M. Right? Yeah. Uh, Gareth, I'm an expert on Australian um, TV from the 70s, and I don't know Boney. Um, I think the character's name was Napoleon Bonaparte or something, and the okay. show was called Boney. The creator of Boney M, because it is a manufactured band, is a yeah. guy called Frank Farian. Okay. You heard of him? No. Yeah. German. Yeah. So he, he made, like, this sort of a track on his own. Yeah. Where he did the, the, the all the singing on it, yeah. the high singing. It was did this disco song and put it out as under the name of Boney M, and he needed to tour it. Yeah. So then he got in these three black girls. Yeah. And their black guy. Yeah. Who never did anything on the records initially, and then they gradually did. But all the male singing on that is not the black dude who dances around. It's him. It's him, Frank yeah, Farian. Right. And um, so they're kind of a hoax band, really. Yeah. You could get away with that in the 70s, they couldn't They were, you? Apt, well... You know, I guess Millie Vanilli is when it started on. falling apart. So who did Millie Vanilli? Yeah. Frank Farian. It's oh, the same guy. Fucking joke. It's the same they, guy. It was, they were German. <laughs> it's the same dude. Oh, my, what a it's the fraudster, same dude. charlatan. It's a, yeah, he got away with it once. It's a hoax. 
Wow. So he put this manufacturer band together. Was he white, by the yeah. way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Right. Yeah. Um, they were massive. So they had the biggest hits in the UK, in, yeah. well, apart from Wings. Yeah. They had like the Rivers of Babylon and Mary's yeah. Boy Child and Brown Girl in the Ring. All in that year, they were massive. And Rasputin came out as well. So. Yeah, like a just Rasputin's a ginormous hit. Wow. Have you seen um, Black Mirror? Yeah. Have you seen the the Black Mirror one with the Boney M character in it? I've seen them, but what, what's the, the Boney M character? The black dude who comes out of the... Gareth, I read it's the, set in 1979. Gareth, I read the Keith Moon biography and I couldn't remember how he died. <laughs> what do you, you remind me? So yeah. it's the one that's set in 1979, the girl yeah. who works in the shoe shop. And then she has this kind of spirit who kind of persuades her to do oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, that was actually a pretty shit episode. No, that was amazing. Wait, wait hold on. He it was, was amazing. He was meant to be from Boney. He was meant to be from Boney M. Watch it again. It's amazing. That oh, is I'm not me- sure I got that. It's incredible. Okay. But was it reference that he was the Boney M character? Yeah. yeah she was okay. watching Top of the Pops and then, he, then the next thing you know. Okay, okay. So that's a bit of Boney M. I'm going to play a few other little yeah. weird also-rans from 1978. Have you heard this before? This is the story of Peter and the Wolf. Each character in this tale is going to be represented by a different instrument of the orchestra. For instance, the bird will be played by the flute, like this. All right, so that's Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf, narrated by who? David Bowie. Oh, that was bloody Bowie. It's so, yeah, once you say it, it, yeah. it sounds so yeah. obvious. A little bit more. Here's the duck, played by the oboe. So Bowie was doing that in 78. Isn't that weird? I think we've said before, Bowie just, like, kept working, kept doing yeah. different things, you know, failed at a million things, kept doing incredible things. I you never know. knew he'd, do, he'd done that. No. But we used to hear that, that, that listen to that school stuff. It wouldn't have been the Bobby version, but we used to listen to people. You know, that. if you were a cool primary school teacher, you'd play that to your uh, kids, wouldn't you? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, one of Bowie's uh, chums. Bowie's chums, Eno. Eno. So yeah. it was Eno's ambient one yeah. music for airports. So that's when he okay. first started doing that sort of ambient stuff. Yeah. Goes on for another 16 minutes, but that's pretty good. <laughs> another also ran. Um, yeah. Not to everybody's taste, yeah. but I have a soft spot for some of it. Not all of it. Some yeah. of it's fucking hideous. And they became a horrible kind of uh, yeah. Live Aid type band. But um, this was their first uh, first album, I think. In the dark, it's raining in the park But meantime Sound of the river, you stop and you hold everything 
Band is blowing Dixie Double fall time You feel alright When you hear the music ring Well now you step inside well known now that but it's uh i was tempted to play it as my final song but i won't gareth i love dice straits yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. i don't reckon there's anything um naff about them really okay yeah. maybe I've, they're perceived differently in the uk are i they? think so just because they became you know the cd band with brothers in arms and stuff like yeah. that oversaturated and they just be- meant this it became something different in the late 80s i think what was the um album with the dobro guitar on it was that brothers in arms That's brothers in arms that yeah. was their biggest that was their sort but of- it's good music and it's like i mean it, it basically sounds like bob dylan but with a bit of riffing imagine how much money you made from <sighs> um money for nothing <laughs> Exactly, exactly, and and your chicks are free. So he's like, Uh, you know, wherever he is. Should we try and get him on as a guest? Yeah, sure. (laughs) So I think though, I'll finish with something a little bit more obscure, but it's new wave again. So I know it's back in the same ballpark as before. Beer number six. Song six.
Yeah, it was the records. Okay, tell us about them. Called Starry Eyes. Yeah. There's not actually that much information out there because they didn't was do much. It, was it a hit? Minor hit. Yeah, minor okay. hit in the US, but not really much. The, the Brits, they tried to do more and they didn't really... I think there was a Stiff Records connection. They were okay. sort of described as the British big star in a way. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> that's not very commercial. <laughs> exactly. It's not going much good. But, you know, and the fact that yeah. it's that power pop, bad yeah, okay. figure kind of thing. And I don't really know that tune by them, and I don't even know why I know that tune by them, because I never, I didn't know it back in the day. Do you, do you, know, do you know what it strikes me as? I feel like um, a TV show should take that as their theme song. Yeah, or maybe you know? I shazammed it on some, and maybe it was yeah. used on something, and I shazammed it. I don't know why I know it. I just know it, and I like it. Good so track, good it closer, is a good one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I could play another ten tunes. Oh, but- me too. But we're going to save them. We're going to save <laughs> them. How good was that? Seventy-eight. Loved it. Easy doing seventy-eight. If we're going to complete our six-pack of episodes, because yeah. we normally do six in a season, we normally do six. We? Yeah, because we only just come back for these three. But um, yeah. this is the final one of uh, season yeah. in a weird way. Season nine. But we'll be back soon. Don't worry about that. Let's just keep doing them, yeah? Yeah. Let's keep doing them like this. We've got some guests in the future, but we'll uh, maybe whilst we're waiting again, we'll just do another. If there's a year theme or anything like that you want us to do, jump on our socials and tell us. All right. Let's uh, choose another year then, shall we? Yeah. Or should we do a random year? Let's do a random year. Random year generator. Okay, let's get out of the cupboard. 1990. Back in the 90s, Gareth. Back in the 90s, Ooh. early 90s. Yeah, fall of communism. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> Baywatch was the best um, TV show on. <laughs> All right. Looking forward to that one. We'll see you next week or next season, weirdly. Whenever we see you, we'll see you. What does that mean? I don't even know. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. I've got time for one more round and a six-pack to go. One six-pack to go. Oh, those Russians.